Hey there, this is Katie Chute. Welcome to Choosing Courage, where we get curious about what it takes to live with guts and heart. You can probably tell from the sound of my voice, I am feeling all the feels, excitement, nervous, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I hope they like me. It's like the first day of school. I've picked out a cool new outfit. I've got my locker all decorated with pictures of my friends and inspirational quotes. I'm tingling with anticipation to meet my new classmates. That's you. We're going to learn and experiment with new ideas. Grab your Trapper Keeper and let's dive in. This is it. The first episode of Choosing Courage. And it has been a long road to get here. By that, I don't mean the hours I've put in to get the podcast off the ground. I'm talking about my experiences, my learning, and personal growth. All the things that have compelled me to get curious about courage and want to share it with you. Looking in the rearview mirror, it is clear that this has been a bumpy road. There were some wrong turns and construction zones, unpaved stretches with loose gravel. That's the road I was driving on. Now let's take a look at the car I was driving. I clocked in many, many miles driving a car with the parking brake on. I never fully accelerated because I was scared of what would happen if I drove at full speed. I played it safe and took whatever turn presented itself. Not in a fun and spontaneous, adventurous way, but unintentional and unconscious. I made excuses and let my fears get in the way of even trying. I battled the fear of failure, the fear of being a loser, or that if I tried, it would fall flat. You want to hear something pretty effed up? I lived by the motto, if you don't try, then you won't fail. Oof. Fear of failure is the nemesis of courageous, conscious living. I remember this birthday card my Grandpa George wrote me 20-something years ago. I have a very vivid image of his handwriting. At that point, he had lost a lot of his eyesight, so the letters were a little scratchy, but each one was still perfectly identifiable. He wrote, Katie, you've got moxie. If you want to talk about Moxie, this was the man. He came from a small mining town in Colorado during the Great Depression. When I looked at that card, I didn't know what Moxie meant. And now I wonder, if my grandpa had seen the way I let fear run my life, would he still say I had Moxie? About three years ago, I had my son Ollie. One of my favorite things about him is how fearless he is. He isn't reckless, but he knows himself and what his body is capable of doing. He takes chances, and instead of looking at what could go wrong, he looks at what could go right. When he was a newborn, this personality began to develop. And as a parent, you see their identity and form a deep connection with them. Around that same time, I realized that I had lost the connection to myself. I took a hard look in the mirror, not at my postpartum body, 
but my postpartum identity. What I saw was unrecognizable. It was like, it was like one of those magic eye puzzles. Lots to see, but no clear picture. Do you remember those? You practically went cross-eyed trying to figure it out. All I saw was a jumbled mess, and I knew I needed help. I hired a coach, and that changed everything. I want to give a huge shout-out to Grace Turkis because she changed my life. Grace helped me rediscover who I was and who I wanted to be. I was still sleep-deprived, but I had woken up. I didn't want to be the woman who had let fear and self-doubt run the game. I wanted to be the teenager with moxie. This was the moment to choose. Do I go back to comfort and be restrained by fear? Or do I embrace discomfort to be my truest, most messy self? I chose courage. And in doing so, I had not just changed, but I had transformed. Make no mistakes. Are there still things that scare the crap out of me? You betcha. Are there monsters under my bed that I try to pretend aren't there? Unfortunately, also yes. I don't have all my shit figured out, and I am definitely a work in progress. Hmm. A work. A work in progress. Courage is something we must actively work on. It's not a one-and-done kind of thing. It's a practice. There's going to be ups and downs. Success, setbacks. But you do your damnedest and commit with all your heart. Is commitment hard? Hell yeah. Like any habit, it's hard to start and hard to stick to. A while ago, I had a conversation with my sister around habit building. She was raving about this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. She was telling me about how habits are formed and how to make them stick. What stood out to me was the time it takes for change to be noticeable. I got really curious about this concept that James Clear describes in his book. When we are in the process of changing habits, we expect to see a steady climb of growth. One little incremental change after another, where you can see the finish line and see your progress improving along the way. But what really happens is this stagnant period followed by rapid acceleration. At the start, it seems like nothing is happening. You've changed your behavior, you've changed your mindset, but no progress has been made. Couple this with the expectation that you will have already made improvement. It's a recipe for frustration. James Clear calls this the valley of disappointment. This is the period where most people give up. Look at this through the lens of courage. What do you see? In the valley of disappointment, I see discomfort. I see vulnerability. I see struggle. I see resistance to change. I see fear. Choosing courage requires you to sit in the valley of disappointment. It requires that you face the inevitability of failure. It requires you to be patient with the process. Transformation takes time. You have to slog your way through the valley, get your knees scraped, 
mud stuck to the bottom of your boots, get a little sunburnt. And when you've scratched your way up to the top of the peak, the view is magnificent. If you never open yourself up to the possibility of failure and discomfort, you will never open yourself up to the possibility of a courageous life. Choose courage and the rest will follow. Thank you for joining me today in this first episode. I am grateful for you and I'm excited to see where we're going to go, what we will learn and how we're going to be more courageous. Now, because this is our first day together, I've released two more episodes to kick us off. After this is an episode with Signe Wilson, a leadership coach, speaker, and thought leader. You guys are going to love her. She is, she's an inspirational force. And we talk about everything from choosing to be fully alive, mindset reframes, our internalized capitalism, and her integrated leadership model for masculine. After that is another audio essay like this one. It's called Guts and Heart. I give more context to what this podcast is about and my perspective on the construct of courage. Thank you for being with me today and subscribe now so you won't miss an episode. Reach out on Instagram and LinkedIn. I want to meet you, hear your thoughts and your stories of courage. Thanks for listening. This is Katie Toot and I'm Choosing Courage.